Welcome back to Caffeine Confessionals. My name is Alan Aguirre. We're here to talk about the Challenge USA Episode 3. I'm joined by my lovely co-host. We have the Southern Luke Muncie. What's up, guys? The Vermontian Zoe Trimboli. Hey, y'all. Another episode of the Challenge USA in the books. It's keeping on track, and it's been much better than this Breg Brother season for sure. It keep, I mean, again, it's these personalities who are really shining. The challenges look like they have actually a high production value. I just want a little bit more of this show. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling pretty good, and I don't know if it's because there's just kind of been a lull in content, which, let's be real, there honestly hasn't been. All-Stars 3 just finished, and maybe I'm just a diehard Challenge fan. I'm loving this season. Yeah, like you said, I'm really excited about this group of personalities. These are just, like, dynamic stars that we have together. So um, even when some production aspects of, like, challenges or eliminations fall a little flat, I think the uh, cast can bring it up. So I'm excited to see where we go from here. And let's just jump right into the episode. We saw the aftermath of last week's elimination. Uh, Kayla and James win from Amazing Race. Uh, we then see the new partnerships from the algorithm. In order, we have David and Shannon, Kylan and Angela, Derek and Shan, Ben and Kira, Enzo and Desi, Dom and Cachet, Danny and Aza. Xavier and Kayla, Tyson and Alyssa, Cinco and Sarah, Leo and Justine, and James and Tasha. I mean, this algorithm is definitely not random, by the way, like in case you're somebody listening like, I love it. It's random. It's not random. But I actually do kind of like that. It's kind of evenly dispersing the teams for the most part. Um, So I love it. I thought it was funny to see Desi get paired with Enzo a week after saying that she had thought he was weak and she had no interest that made me smile a little bit um i did think it was funny that we started it off with david aka Devin or doodle or whatever you want to call him so just so to make sure nobody missed that he's still there he, like he's very vacant <laughs> like i don't understand <laughs> it's becoming like a point for me as a point of interest when i watch it because i'm like oh david's spotting like <laughs> Of the pairs, uh, we had a really interesting comment that, like, later, like, spilled into the episode. Dom was really mad to get Cachet as a partner. He was like, oh, I got Justine in the first episode. Oh, I got uh, Shannon in the second episode. And here's another Love Island girl. All these Love Island girls. He's all like, my wife isn't going to be happy about this. And it was just, like, really weird. I'm like, dude, you came into this seat. Like, I like Dom, one of my favorite Survivor players ever. Came into this season out of shape. And you're like, oh, no, what's my wife going to think when I'm partnered with this beautiful, intelligent woman who has no interest in me at all? My thought exactly. Like, just because they're young and hot does not mean they're readily available. Like, it just seemed very strange to me. And him being like, she'd much rather me be with someone my own age. Why? It ugh, it was just gross. He's We're going to hit on it, but he's he was gross this whole episode to me. You're out of shape. You're old. You haven't done anything. And you are actually one of the players in terms of Survivor that does not translate better to the challenge. Like, there are Survivor players where I'm like, you're going to crush it on the challenge. He's one of those people that's like, oh, no, Survivor is the better game for you. So just be grateful that you're with anyone who has a little bit of stamina compared to you. Because, like, Dom, you haven't done shit here. So, like, calm down. Pump the brakes. 
Justine, collegiate athlete, smart woman, winner of Love Island, won a daily challenge without him. But oh no, these Love Island girls, ah. And oh like, man, Kira, what's my wife going to think? Like, Kira's a tank. Like, when you look at her and, like, later in the episode, she gets a little bit of props. But, like, the Love Island girls are not the worst girls there. I just think they have this misconception about, like, the show they come from. But, like, we're talking about, like, translating from show to show. Pretty much if you're on Love Island, you could translate onto the challenge because you've got to be in some sort of shape. Like, that's the whole appeal of their show. So Dom's whole little, like, commentary was just so unnecessary. I'm glad Cash said something about it, too. She was like, I know, like, we're a vibe, but, like, don't don't get it twisted. Like, we're here to play. I loved that. Yeah, and I, I don't even think it's, like, rude to say, like, oh, some of these Love Island people, like, maybe they don't translate immediately from the strategy aspect, but just to, like, just treat them like humans because they're still humans with brains, and that's what he could, he couldn't do, and it really, I don't know. I, I went from, like, a big Dom fan to, like, I'm like, this guy's kind of a weirdo now. <laughs> like, that's just, like, how I feel. Um, let's talk about the Amazing Race because they won that elimination. They come in, they're like, hey, we got the three of us. We can go into any group. We can maybe, like come into this game and, like, make some waves, just be, like, go under the radar. And to me, like, as, like, the challenge fan, I'm like, oh, no, that's the that's the immediate reason you go into elimination because you're the smallest number. That's how this game works. So to be completely fair, the three of them are the ones I had no clue about coming into this. But what's so fun about the dynamic of this show is I love an underdog, and the three of them are automatically underdogs. They don't have numbers. They're from, like, probably the least popular show. If I'm Maybe I'm just, like, being biased there. But I love to see them try to work. And James is a great personality. Kayla is so fun and a great competitor. And like Leo doesn't have much of a personality, but it's also fun and endearing to see him like navigate the game in his own way. So like I'm rooting for them. I think Kayla has a good angle as like she crushed it on that spin bike. And so if she, if I was her, I'd be like running on that treadmill every day, trying to like butter up the guys and be like, I know that you want strong partners. So like, at some point, you have to not be looking out for the whole group because you're not going to be able to do that. But, like, she has a way in. She can weasel her way in there somewhere. Yeah, I, f- I find them all so likable. But then I just think about the main show where the Survivor players get thrown in immediately, where, the, where, the, where like, Big T and her friend from the U.K. got thrown in immediately because they're the only people from their show. It's like, in theory, yeah, you could you could link up with any other numbers, but that's just not how the game works and how people people like to make the easiest move. The one, go ahead, Zoe, sorry. Well, I was just to say, yes, but they're all on the same wavelength here. Like, going into the yeah. cast, there are, like, there's a hierarchy, there's vets, there's whatever. They're all, they're, they all have different numbers at this point, but they're all on the level playing field. And I'm going to jump to a conclusion here after I make a comment. I feel like the thing saving Kayla is she looks like a great competitor, so the guys aren't going to want to throw her in to hopefully have her later on. But I I would have never said this before, but I need more Amazing Race people to actually go on to the MTV version of the challenge because our only representative so far has been Jin Lee, and we saw how that went. Dude, don't even get me started. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, Amazing Race has been fun to watch. I'm glad that we have them, and it almost is a cool thing to see them as a smaller group. I actually really enjoy watching the Amazing Race. Big Brother. I'd rather watch the commercials than watch Big Brother. I've watched over 20 seasons of Amazing Race, and I don't ever remember anyone's name. Like, I, 
But no, it's just like it's just it's just so fun to watch. It's just so enthralling. It just it's it's good television. But I never pick up on the personalities. When we did the cast breakdown, if you listen to that, Alan kept calling me the like expert on the Amazing Grace, and I've seen none of it. And he just said he's <laughs> seen twenty seasons. Okay, Alan. <laughs> the only person I knew, I only only person I ever remembered was Rachel Riley from Big Brother and and Boston Rob from Survivor. And that's because they told us they were from those shows. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Kev Jumba was on The Amazing Race. Remember that guy? YouTube guy, Kev Jumba? I don't know. All right. Uh, <laughs> after this, we have a scene with uh, Tasha and James just talking through some stuff. And something interesting I saw on Twitter was that James posted a photo of him and Tasha at the Kagayan finale party in, in 2014, which I just thought was like, that's such like a cool fan moment because he like, you know, come as a reality TV fan. And then now you're in a house together as partners. It's kind of cool. Living the dream, truly. <laughs> Then we have we have also another interesting partner scene. Uh, Derek X and Shan are talking, uh, and Derek's like, "Yeah, I don't try to play the game like you know that hard." And then Shan's like, "Yeah, I don't try to play the game hard either." And I'm like, "That, like Shan, I love you, but my God, I can't believe you just said that out loud." Shan, I've said this on here before. I'll say it a million times. Shan is my favorite like recent Survivor player ever. Love her. Love all she was about. She played the heck out of that game. So, like, don't downplay it to Derek X just because he's saying that he's, like, not good at playing games. And if he watched you, he knows that that is just a straight-up lie. So, like, Shan, just don't. Don't go there. You're always playing the game. It's who you are. You can't help it. Every show you go on to, even if you try to adopt that mentality, people are going to assume you're playing the game. So just keep running it. And for her to, like, say she doesn't play the game and then to talk about the Shantham, I'm like, Survivor literally, like, brought in an orchestra to perform that as, like, you were voted out of the island. Like, you played a good game. Like, own it. Yeah. I'm almost tempted to play the Shantham right now, but I'm like, I'm pretty sure our, our channel will get taken down for copyright. Um, <laughs> they, But they didn't even play it before the Daily Challenge when they're, like, <laughs> Shan, Shan threw out the comment like this is what we call winners edit and they started dancing to the Shantham in the episode and I thought that was I thought that was wild and I thought it was hilarious that, that the second that they weren't panning on them they panned in on Tyson right winners edit speaking <laughs> <laughs> of Tyson speaking of Tyson he and Angela that, that first challenge really bonded them together they were impressed by each other they talk about the fact that, like, all right, in this game, we got to knock out the weaker players so that we don't get partnered with them in the future. Very strong, very easy strategy. And I mentioned in, my, in a blog earlier this week, like, Tyson's in a really good spot because no girl wants to vote him out because they want to be his partner. Mm-hmm. And he's great TV so far. I yeah. love Tyson in that, like, he can be entertaining without any of the, like, the drama we're used to. He's, like, just entertaining, just being himself. There's no bells or whistles to it. He's one of those authentic reality TV personalities that the whole genre was built on, of just, like, casting people who aren't trying to be influencers, who are just, like, really dynamic, interesting people. And it, he is the t- type of personality that made reality TV great in the first place. So... Again, we're so lucky to have Tyson on the show. Shan sees Tyson and Angela talking, just laughing it up, really just 
having a jolly old time and she's just like i i can't play someone else's game and it's the funniest thing because she knows that if like the survivor players just stay together she has a pretty good shot of going to the final like they have the numbers they have control of the game but she doesn't want to play tyson's game and but and i think she's smart to kind of key into that right now because if you look at the numbers of the survivor alliance she's probably dead last she's on one of the most recent seasons i mean her and danny both but Danny's going to be seen as more of an asset than Shan. So if I were her, I would start networking hard, like now. Yeah, and as far as the girls go, competitively, she's not one of the stronger players. So that conversation Tyson and Angela were having about wanting to get rid of weaker players, she's on that list, and she's not that far down. Like, she's on the chopping block. So, yeah, she 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 sees it for what it is. She's the she's the she's the crack right now in the Survivor Alliance armor where she's the one who if she gets power, I feel like that's where it could implode. But right now, I think a lot of them are just most of them are just very smart in that they know if there's no idols in play, why vote against your tribe? Uh, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And I think a lot of them have like big egos where they really do think they could beat Tyson. Like those guys, especially like they think they could beat Tyson. And the women think like, well, I can beat these are like, I mean, there's no reason for Desi to think she can't beat Sarah. And no reason for Sarah to think she can't beat Desi. And I want to touch on this now since we're talking about Tyson and Angela. Alan made the comment after episode one that, like, it's really hard to navigate watching this show because there's not like a CT. There's not a uh, Car Maria. There's not like a main face. Sorry, I couldn't think of another female. that's like a main <laughs> face. There is not one of them. OK, so like the editing was a little bit weird, but we're in episode three. And we've got the Davids who are receiving nothing, but we've got the Tysons and we've got the Angelas who are like masterminds, great competitors. But we're also seeing like the side characters like Shan and Cachet who are like making a name in other ways. So it's fun to see how this is like all falling into place like a regular challenge, like span of seasons would. So I think that's a really fun element as the viewer. Totally agree. 1000% agree. Uh, we get to the daily challenge. And it was a a lot of cardio, a lot of mental. It was a very comprehensive challenge. Uh, players had to run back and forth and grab these uh, panels, which would be used to create a staircase. Um, each panel matched up to a certain part of the staircase, so there was like a mental aspect to it as well. Once you got up the staircase, one player would grab a, a pole where you know weight could be attached to each side. They would then put it on right here. Uh, you know what? My bad. How would you describe it? I would say, like, if you can think of, like, just anybody putting a broomstick over their neck without the broom on it, carrying two buckets, it'd be like that. Like, I, I like Emperor's New Groove. Like, there's a scene like that. I don't know. If you're listening, just imagine it in your head, because you probably watched the episode if you're listening to a recap. I was reminded of, like, gallows. Like, yeah. think of it like standing up. They just have something across their, their back, their shoulders. It's it's like the squat position you're just standing, but you're just, I mean, that's, I mean, I was doing that at the gym literally today. I mean, but yeah. Uh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a, what a, what a, what a place to hit an impasse. Just the simple, they're holding a bar on their arms. That's, that's how they're doing their, their neck, their back, whatever their shoulders. Uh, one player would have to do it while standing on a balance beam. Another player would run over, grab letters, try and guess, a Wheel of Fortune type puzzle. If they're wrong, they have to grab a 10-pound bag, attach it to their player's uh, post, and 
whoever falls first or comes in last goes directly into elimination. Whoever solves the puzzle first wins the daily challenge. Here's what I do like about this, and then I'm going to let Zoe take the floor and not take her shot. We talked about this before recording. Here's what I've liked about these daily challenges thus far. They are a good mix of like the mental and the physical. On the on the main show, you have you have dailies where it's just totally physical, totally mental. And sure, there are different skill sets to show off, but this has been a pretty equal playing ground. But they've all been competing a certain way, which Zoe, do you want to talk about what you said? And here's what I don't like about it. It's they're all competing in their own lane. So there's no interaction. There's no like way to see where the alliances really stand. If people are going to team up with each other or try to help each other along, or they're not going to go as hard against each other. Like I want to see a challenge where they actually have to interact with other pairs, where they have to get a little dirty. They might put their hands on each other, something. Um, It's just less interesting to watch as a viewer. Like I, there's only so many times I can watch Kylan and Ben jog back and forth, you know, like I just, I kind of get lost in it. So I want to see, I want to see him get a little dirty, but I do agree. I think it's been a good mix of different skill sets. So it's nice to see people get a chance to shine, but CBS, let's go. Normally I'm someone who likes when they add extra layers to challenges in ways that make sense, especially on the mental aspect on the MTV show, because so many of them are idiots and I want to see them actually solve a puzzle and stuff like that. You know, I want to see Nelson try and spell something. I want to see Corey try and put something together. It's just, it's funny. On this show, though, I know a lot of them are smart. I want to see them jump into a mud pit and wrestle each other. Like, I'm just like, I need to see Derek X try to tackle Cinco. It would be hilarious. It would just be like, for my entertainment's sake, it would be fu- It would be funny. I want to see someone tackle David and not know his name. <laughs> I just had an epiphany that MTV solely, for the most part, I shouldn't say solely, for the most part, casts people because they're idiots. Yeah. Like, think about it. Are you the one? Real world. Even road rules a little bit. Like, look at the rookies we're getting brought in. Like, they're idiots. So, yeah, that's a good point. We know the CBS people can strategize and be smart. Hmm. Yeah, they come from shows where you literally have to do that. Yeah. Not from <laughs> X on the Beach or Love Island. I know there are exceptions to the rules, but, like, when you're pulling from – What's the Shore show in the UK? Jordy Shore. Jordy Shore, when you're pulling from there. Sorry. Like, you're going to get some people with more than a few screws loose. And it's an interesting concept for me, at least, because I really loved MTV show to have MTV people, and I'll stand by that forever. However, I'm loving these CBS people, and I can't help but see some of them like, oh, they would translate so well. Oh, I would love to see a grittier side of them. So, I'm interested to see where like the like the next year of this challenge universe takes us. We might be building up for like a CBS versus MTV season or just all CBS on the MTV show. <laughs> I don't know. Excellent. Don't say that. I mean, I'm just I I I I'm not gonna. You know what? I don't want to put that juju into the air anymore. Uh, the daily challenge goes by. And some teams were very physically impressive. I had so the first five teams to get their staircase done were Angela and Kyland, Sarah and Cinco, Ben and Kira, Leo and Justine, and Enzo and Desi. Uh, Angela and Kylan killed it this whole way through. Uh, Sarah Sarah was like, oh, I gotta intimidate these other girls by by you know running by jogging. Shut up, Sarah. Like just seriously, stop. 
Sarah her confess- yeah. her confessionals through. are her confessionals are so annoying, by the way. I'm like, chill out. Like, yes, you're a physical like specimen, but we don't care. We don't care. That's not the only reason we watch these shows. All I'm asking is finish top three in a daily challenge, Sarah. Finish top three. I, I, Sarah is the exact reason, I think, why I enjoy the challenge so much. Because, like, people like her don't get cast on the challenge. Because she's so boring and she lacks so much self-awareness. And, like, not in a fun way. Like, she's not Nelson saying, like, needy-greedy and, like, things that he thinks make him sound smart, but really just to prove that he's one of the dumbest people to ever be on television. Like she just grinds every single one of my gears. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, like it, like taking bets right now, she's the strongest girl there on paper. Now I think that we're seeing other girls like rise to the occasion, but ugh, can't stand her. Wouldn't it be just like a dream scenario if Kira wrecked her in a hall brawl? Like, I'd get a tattoo of Kira's name on it if she was able to do that. That would, would be love. like one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Would love that. And I'm I'm gonna say this because this morning when I found this out, I said I was gonna say it's off topic. I'm sorry. Kira Green has a hold on casting. She was on Love Island. She was on X on the Beach. She was on that weird Pepsi spinoff. And I was watching All Star Shore this morning and looked up who the alternates were. She was an alternate. She was out in Spain waiting to film another show within a span of like two years. Who does she know in casting? And she's on X on the Beach. Like, anyways, she's, sorry. she's beautiful. She's interesting. She's she's the total package. Yeah, and she performed yeah. well today. You're talking to the she's performed well every week. You're talking to the biggest Kira fan on the planet right now. I'm all for this girl. I will go to bat for Kira. I, I mean, like I. I've never been a big, a big Ben fan, but when Ben was, like, giving her props, I'm like, yeah, Ben, you're my guy now. You believe in Kira? We're, we're Kira fans together. And I must kick the curb. Ben, welcome. <laughs> and I was going to say, Ben was very grading. That's my favorite word he's on this podcast, grading. Ben was very grading on Survivor. I'm not hating him on this. He's in phenomenal shape, and I feel like he's, like, being a good partner, which kind of makes sense because, like, I, not to be that person, seeing him interact with his wife and kids – like he does well in like companionship situations on Survivor. He never had to do that because everybody hated he was, him. Uh, he was, just he was so funny. loyal. I mean, he was so loyal to Denise and Tony and Sarah. And like, even though we don't like Sarah, he was so loyal to her. So like, he is a good partner. He is a good loyal friend in that regard. So props to Ben. I mean, <laughs> you're my new friend, Dom. You're out the window. <laughs> and we have Dom the whole episode. Like, oh, Cachet's like going too hard in this challenge and stuff like that. Also, just like, you're not doing great, buddy. You're breathing real hard. And, and honestly, who cares if she wants to do a sprint? Like, who cares if at some, like, she's not going to gas out. It's not that far. Like, if anything, she just jogs a little slower the next time. They're not, it's, it, yes, the challenge itself was a marathon, but it's not a get from checkpoint one to checkpoint seven and whoever gets their first wins like, yeah, he can go be quiet off with Sarah somewhere. There was one team who was just abysmal in this challenge in all regards, and it was Tasha and James. At first, they were like, Tasha's like, let's go slow and steady. I think some teams will gas out. It's only six runs back and forth to start off. Only one person to be running, so, eh. I mean, you gotta, you do got to gotta kind of push the pace a little because you don't want to come in last. 
then they struggled putting their steps in the staircase. Not a good sign. Then they had to stand on the balance beam and hold the weight. Didn't go well there either. And they come in last place in the challenge, and it's just a bad showing all around. Two people I like, but it was just – they were terrible. I feel the same. And, like, Tasha, I'm so disappointed just because I love her from Survivor, but I feel like she's also been really removed from, like, any type of competition for years. That this is like, whoa, reality check. I, I need to get back in the game. She even says, like, why can I not compete like I used to on Survivor? And for James, I feel like he just is such a diehard fan of all the shows there, of the actual challenge, that he gets in these high-pressure situations, and he just, like, crumbles. I feel like if he could get under control just, like, the nerves and, like, oh, my God, this is televised. People are going to watch this. Like, I'm going to become part of something bigger. And, like, just think about what's at hand. It would have been much better. Yeah, I noticed that when he was adding on the weight onto her hook, that he was the only partner, really, that when he did it, did it kind of quick. All the other partners were, like, barely letting go. Are you good? Are you good? Are you good? And I think he was so frazzled because they were so far behind that he rushed it. And I think, like I said to you guys earlier before we started, I think at that point when they realized how far behind they were, they almost should have just not even tried to solve it and hoped that someone else fell off during the course of the challenge. And correct me if I'm wrong to your point. He said, I'm going to put this on here and let go of it slowly. And then just let go. Yeah. She didn't stand a chance, man. Rough. And I, I like both of them so much. Uh, Tasha, to your point, like, I, I remember her on Kagayan just, like, killing those challenges. Just, like, mentally, physically. And then I realized, like, wait a minute. Kagayan, that's season 28. We just had 42. That's 14 seasons ago. That's seven years. We had a COVID year. They're usually filmed the year before. That was like 10 years ago, that season now from when it was filmed. It feels, because like, especially like, I, I rewatch Survivor seasons all the time. I rewatch Kagayan a lot. It was on Netflix. Uh, it felt recent. In, in the Survivor world, it's recent. It's like a new school Survivor season. But that's like 10 years ago now. And it's just crazy to think about. She's not that same person. I still love Tasha. She has such a great energy to her. But, man, this was not a good performance. No. Not I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to hate on her anymore. No, or either of them. No, not that we are. Not that we are. But, like, it pains me to have to even critique Tasha yeah. just because yeah. I love her. And I, I know. Yeah. It just makes me mad we didn't get her 10 years ago on the MTV show now. Because I think she would have just. Ah, she's so amazing. She's a lovely woman. Uh, <laughs> the winners, though. We had two teams really stand out. And it was Ben and Kira, who were trailing the victors right to the end. And the winners were Kylan and Angela. And Angela was standing on that beam, I mean, seamlessly. You could tell why she's a gymnast. She just looked she, she looked immaculate up there. Kylan really just gave it his all. Uh, and they pulled out the win for this daily challenge. Kylan becomes the first guy not named Tyson to win a daily challenge. Angela gets her second win of the season. So both her and Tyson are now two for three each. I am so impressed by Angela, and it's really hard for me because I know she had some problematic stuff on Big Brother that, like, keeps me a little hesitant to really, like, fully dive into her. It's getting hard aside from that because she's so impressive, and they call her the Ice Queen. I didn't really think she was on Big Brother, but on this, I'm like, she's just stone cold. And it's crazy because she's been asked to do several challenge seasons, starting with Total Madness, and she's like, I want nothing to do with that. I really kind of hope that this like gets in her system and she's like, oh, I like this. And her and Tyson both come to the interview show. But that's yeah. 
that to- that ice cold translates so well to the challenge. And I agree with you. Like there, I was hesitant before the season started to be on the Angela train, but I am a Gemini and I'm very fickle. And so I jumped on that train very quickly and I'm staying on it. I think that she's a badass and I think she's super fun to watch. Um, Kylan impressed me a ton too. I, my one fear for him is that if he does do well more than once, he has a tendency with his personality to like, get really excited or try to, his ego is going to inflate and he's going to try to be a little bit too much. So I almost think that like, he's got to kind of lay low at some point because he's going to become a target just because of his interactions with others. Yeah. And Tiffany recently did a podcast talking about like her talking to the big brother, 23 people about like, who's going to be on. And Kylan's biggest concern was, I just want to make sure I'm still eligible for the MTV version. And I think once he found out that he probably still is, that he's like, this is the Kylan showcase. Like, I'm going to sprint. I'm going to show that I can do it. And he's another one. And we've not really seen it so far on, like, this iteration as far as personality goes. We've seen it physically. He would translate well to MTV. He's messy. Like, look up his track record of who he's allegedly slept with and watch his exit from Big Brother. He has so much potential like send him straight to mtv for the next season absolutely i like kylan a lot and i actually agree with zoe like him winning more would actually be the worst thing ever because he's not tyson and he but like if he wins more he might think he could beat tyson in a final and i actually think he needs to play more dangerously if anything because i don't think he i don't think he could be tyson or danny in a final but i think he's if he if he keeps winning he'll think he's on their level because he has to play like he has to get those guys out. He's just a he's just a half tier below them. But I do think he could compete with anyone else, honestly. Like I'm a little worried for Kylan. I, I I think uh he impressed me a lot. I just I just he's a wild card. And like you said, I think it's gonna be great. I hope we see him on MTV, but uh I'm worried for his future this season. Which seems silly with them winning, but I don't know. Coming out of the daily, uh, they have to decide who's going to go into elimination. Uh, we have a scene with Tyson and Angela where Angela's like, well, who should we throw in? He's all like, well, David and Shannon, big, uh, you know, or. Uh, who, it was who, David and Shannon or Dom or Cache or who is the third one? The Leo team? Who would Leo yeah. have? Leo and. Oh, but yeah. Justine's good. He wasn't, he wasn't going to throw her in yet. Um, but. Yeah, and Tyson just says, oh, it doesn't matter. They're all weak players. <laughs> I mean, and I hate it because it's like, it's the same arrogance we see from people like Wes that I hate. But for some reason with Tyson, it's it's fresh. And I'm like, oh, okay, he makes a point. Well, he's also just like talking to the camera and he's like being normal. I feel like when Wes does that stuff, he's like just so extra about it. And he's like, plotting and he thinks he's like being this like mastermind which in some cases he is but it's just extra where Tyson's just like yeah let's do it try it let's go time out I'm backtracking I don't care Tyson being extra not caring before the daily challenge and he was making fun of people saying like oh I hiked 12 miles that's a big deal he's like that's just the warm-up and then Alyssa was like Tyson that was me highlight of the episode for me by the way so he really does not care what he says or who's around 
it actually made me like Alyssa a lot too that she was just like mm, well that's I'm that girl I'm the one I, I it was I found it really endearing it was funny it was a great moment but yeah I think it translates exactly into what Alan was just saying like he just says it like he doesn't care I I would kill if CT just said that on these main seasons CT just says the dumbest most like colloquialisms ever it's like oh well, you never know what can you know it's like you know you underrate someone's like you know you don't know what to see it's all like dude ct just call them weak because you know you're beating their asses tyson did it and i kind of liked it because he was just open and also like like let's be real this male cast kind of stinks like the female cast is really strong but like after tyson danny kylan and cinco but we only know cinco's good physically ben but even then like i think ben like ben ben has a lot of heart but I don't think he's like as skilled or athletic as these other yeah, guys. Yeah, like, the final that doesn't necessarily matter. I don't know. I he's I don't think he's bad at all. But I don't think he's I don't know. He he's just not a real contender to me. He's good, not a contender. We'll see. <laughs> we then see uh, people scrambling because they don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, a lot of really interesting scenes. We have the amazing race. Players kind of have like a little moment where. Actually, no, before we get into that, let's talk about Dom and Cache. Yes. Let's take us. Yeah. So, okay. They're doing the math and they're figuring out who's going to go in. The winners are two Big Brother people. So they're assuming Big Brother players are safe, which honestly, I don't think Kylan or Angela cared to do that. Like people could have persuaded them. But Dom realized he was probably part of one of the three teams to go in. Goes around the house telling everybody, like, if it's my time, it's my time. Like, let's go. And Cache, which if I were Cache, I'd do the same thing, was like, whoa, don't throw me under the bus. We don't have to go into elimination. Play it cool. She was totally right. And I think, honestly, the vibe I was getting from him, I know that he was, like, talking this big game about people not underestimating him and get whatever. But, like, I was like, do you want to go home? Are you really worried your wife is going to be upset about you being randomly paired with Love Island girls? Like, what is it? Because you're basically begging to get sent in against people who don't even have money. That it's not going to do anything for your bank account. So, like, what? Like, do you just, like, disrespect cash that much? It was and, lame. And she said to him, like, again, she was like, listen, I need you to calm down and stop telling people these things because we might not go in. And he was he's like got up and stormed off and was like, oh, she knows how to play this game. She's know what to do. And he had that confessional where he was like, I'm a construction site manager. I don't listen to what people tell me what to do. I'm like, she's oh. not your worker. Like she's your equal. She's your partner. Like there's equal stake here. She's not your subordinate. She is your partner. Like that was like that was some toxic male energy that I could not get down with. I was like ready to send him packing that second. Brother, you're a union worker. We all get benefits. I don't know why you're acting this way. Uh, but yeah, I, I was real disgusted. You know what it kind of reminded me of? I'll say this uh, from my own toxic standpoint of like, I remember pitching in a baseball game. Someone hit a massive homer on me. I pretended my elbow was hurt. <laughs> like, ah, oh, no. Oh, no. Or like I start hobbling, something like that. You know, like when someone beats your ass, like it's just like I feel like Dom saw where he was in the pecking order of the game. And because he's used to being this person who was such a badass on Survivor, he's like, oh, I got to blame these Love Island girls for why I'm losing, not because I'm out of shape, not because I don't have a grasp on this game, not because Tyson's better than me. 
I gotta blame these Love Island girls. It it also like there's been three challenges. Calm down. Tyson's won two of them. So every other guy is in the same boat as you. So uh, it's I think it's really hard for him because he was so dominant on Survivor. Like I just don't think his ego can take this fall from grace. And I want to add on to that too, like just his insecurities, like. You know, we had that segment where Cache and Sarah, of all people, were in the bed talking about Cinco. And I'm like, this is very random. But, like, Dom was in, like, oh, this is not a dating show. Like, we're not here to talk about your ex. They have downtime in this house. And it just looked like he was trying to find any reason to talk negatively about her. And if anything, if your wife's going to be concerned or trying to get with somebody, it's a good thing she's talking about her ex-boyfriend. So it's just not a great showing for him on this entire episode as far as, like, how he spoke to people, like, in the house and in confessionals. There is something where it is like the harsh reality of like there is no pathway for Dom to win this season because it's just like to win this season, you have to get rid of Danny and Tyson. But that's going against your Survivor Alliance and you don't want to make those enemies because you're too afraid because you're not good enough. So really, like there's literally like he's in an awkward place where there is no chance for him to win. And I mean, maybe I think he realized that hopefully because I mean, if not, he just comes off kind of like a douche. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's a single dude he beats in a final. That's not, I'm including every single guy, even Doodle. Like, I don't think there's a single guy that he beats in this final. <laughs> I, I was shocked Tyson knew his name. I was, <laughs> I was stunned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Though we have a scene with the Amazing Race people where once James realizes that uh, <laughs> that Dom could be going to elimination, he's like, well... Uh, maybe I want to face Leo and Justine instead. And he tell, and like Leo even like Leo asked him like, dude, like, would you want to face me? And he's like, well, he didn't say no. And I'm like, James, I love you, but you got to say no in that moment immediately. Even if you don't think it, you have to say no. That's the thing. Make them think that Angela and Kylan sent them in because the set, like if that would have been the outcome, like it wasn't the outcome spoiler. If Leo and his, and Justine had gone in and he knew that James had a hand in that, there's no trust. Okay, let's say if James were to be the one that survives, Kaylee would be very apprehensive to still work with him. And I get he's trying to latch on to these survivor numbers. Smart. But these survivor people are never going to prioritize you over their own survivor people. So at whatever cost, you got to keep the Amazing Grace people in there. It reminded me of another challenger in another season who played way too hard, way too fast and blew himself up with Bessie, like going after Nelson a few seasons ago when it was so early in the game. And I know he wasn't like going after Leo, but being so ready to throw Leo under the bus this early, it one, it was just not a good game move. And two, it's not a good look if you're trying to like tell these other bigger alliances that you're a trustworthy person. That's your only ally. And you're re- already in the third week being like, yeah, you could, I would take his money. It's like, yeah, it's not a good look, bud. And I would I would reach as far as say that none of us think that James is an untrustworthy bad person. No. But it, it goes right into the fact that we talked about earlier that this game is like really getting to him. And who are we to say it wouldn't get to us because we've never experienced it. But like it's getting to him. And it's tough because he like since day one, he's been having to fight for his life and he's had to play a game for survival. What really impressed me with James the first two weeks was that he wasn't playing passively. He was playing actively. But the second he goes after Leo, it really goes like, it goes from a game of like, okay, if I win this elimination, 
I have chances to thrive if he's still here. But if you if you take out Leo, it's just you're playing a game of like how many days can I survive till I'm gone, and I don't like that. Kind of reminded me of Steve and Tech from All Stars 2 a bit as well. Um, really, props to Kayla though for this scene after where she's just talking with Leo, and I think it could have been like there could have been a lot more of a mess there, but I think she cleaned it up well. Also, shout out to Kayla because I have the same shirt she was wearing in that scene, and it says the best things in life make you sweaty, and we both got it at TJ Maxx. So, shout out Kayla. <laughs> and I, I have to say, just like a random thing. Of all those people, I would not want to face Justine in elimination. I think Justine's been the most impressive out of the four. So if you think that's the weakest, like that's just like just I Justine, I think the world of she. Um, I literally I was, I was taking notes on this episode. I wrote in giant on the paper Justine with like stars around it because in her confessionals she was so stunning in this episode. Not that she's ever not stunning, but I was like. That is, that woman is a star. She's so beautiful. Like, I was so captivated by her. So everyone needs to leave Justine alone for a long time because she is just another person who just steals the screen when she's on it. (laughs) I filmed a previous podcast with Alan and Paige, like the cast breakdown for this. And Justine, I said, was my number one. I remember the first time I saw her on Love Island. I was so captivated i downloaded the app to vote for her and her lame ex-boyfriend but i voted for her every single time i could because she really i I love her she's amazing uh let's get into the actual elimination though and dom and cachet are going in the elimination it's a really funky game uh one player will stand in a tank of water uh there is a hole where water is coming out of it, so the water eventually gets drained. But if all your water gets drained, your time is up and you lose the elimination. In the water is these blocks of uh, cement. Uh, the players have to untie them. They're in chains. Uh, they have to get all their blocks slash puzzle pieces out, get them to their partners who are getting them from above. They slide down a pole. Then they have to take all these puzzle pieces, stack them together to make one solid vertical line. I think that's that was the rule. I didn't. Yeah. A tower of some sort. Yeah. Yeah uh had to just stand there for like i don't know three seconds and just be like all right you win the elimination if that's the case um so it was a weird elimination i liked it i i it was was different it was something we had not something we've really ever seen before not in this way visually fun but like it was definitely like let's throw this in there and oh wait let's do this and oh wait we can do this so it reminded me of the elimination that cam and kaylee won on final reckoning in that this was like a same version of that elimination and that like Kaylee could have died in that elimination. So like this was like, okay, let's be rational about our expectations here. So it's not crazy to like dive down, unclip. Was it a carabiner that they were using? I couldn't tell. I think so. I didn't pay attention if I'm being honest, but probably. But like it was totally reasonable and like you didn't have to worry about anyone just actually literally dying on the show yeah for this elimination both men went in the tank james and dom uh the girl said do the puzzle there's part of me that wished that like both players would have to be in the water or something i don't know how it would have been done maybe if they i don't know maybe if they both had their own tanks gotten their own pieces out and then tried to solve in the middle i don't know i I don't yeah and on top of that like both girls didn't decide to do the puzzle uh dom decided for cachet which whatever but yeah you're right 
in the ass. It was like very close to coming back to haunt him, that decision. I did, you know, not a fan of Don this episode, but I will say, Cashy doesn't know how to swim. I know she's not doing any swimming in it. I just don't think her abilities in the water. Maybe, maybe maybe you doubt it a little bit. Her her ability to breathe too, especially because when they start, they're they're mostly underwater. That's uh, very fair. Yeah. This was where I wondered though if James and Tasha would have been better off switching because of what we we've, we've seen Tasha do on Survivor. Like, and I think just building that tower, being taller, was an advantage. Like you saw Cash Cash knockers down once. I think if James had been building that tower, it would have been much easier because it wasn't that much taller than his head. Whereas the girls were like tiptoes reaching as high as they could. Yeah, I agree. And like to Alan's point too, it could have been much more fun to like see them both have to get it out. I mean, I understand the premise of the challenge, but I feel like the outcome so could have been different with any scenario you threw in there. It would have been cool if there was a way that they could have, like, made it drain faster, like, by getting certain things out. Like, they could have, like, unplugged holes or something, like, in some way that would have made the water drain faster. Mm-hmm. Then you're trying to decide, do I work on my own and just try to get it done, or do I try to sabotage in some way? Like, Yeah. And and sabotage is a great thing to say because it's kind of like what you said with the daily challenges. All the eliminations we've seen so far have been totally separate. We do We've not seen a headbanger. And I want to see a headbanger. Like, we don't see these CBS people put hands on each other. Like, they're not allowed to do that on their shows. So, I don't know. They used to be. Bring it back, Survivor. Bring back the mud wrestling and the people dunking people underwater, fighting over, like, stuff floating out in the ocean. Like, I'm all about that. Yeah. I did actually think um, – I want to see more headbangers, too. But I, I did think at first that Dom just letting the water go was smart because then he gave room to breathe but as time went on it just kind of felt like he was hoping they would kind of lose the elimination i i do think he legitimately forgot about it but i was like but at no point did you ever look and see how much like you had to feel it at your calves like what's going on i feel like once it gets at waist level it's like okay it's okay i can reach down and do this i'm not losing air it's especially like once he had all his puzzle pieces too it's like you have nothing else to do and it's just like it, it, that's why I feel it's a thrill because like it's not it's not like he's not hearing the crowd. So I wonder legitimately if it was his lack of respect for Cash that he was so fixated on making sure she wasn't screwing it up that he forgot he also still had a job. I'm with you, and, and I don't want to like just like shit on Don this whole episode, but he did this to himself, so he can he can take it. Yeah, well, but he's going to get his revenge on Angela and Kylan, so watch out. <laughs> yeah, huh, we'll see. But ultimately, ultimately, Cache and Dom still win. Yeah, and before, but the funniest thing about them stacking that puzzle, though, is it just looked really dangerous. It just looked like, because it was actual, it wasn't like, you know, five-pound puzzle pieces, three-pound. They were like actual cinder, actual, that was actual, like, cement. If it falls over, I was like kind of terrified because they were weird shaped blocks. If it falls over, hits her in the head, even with the helmet. That's dangerous. And you think of all the crazy challenges they've ever done. Imagine someone literally passing away in a puzzle stacking challenge. It would be horrible. I mean, yeah. We wouldn't be watching this season if that has happened. <laughs> we wouldn't be watching any further season. Like, the show would be done. All iterations. Bye. Yeah. Scrub from the Paramount Network. 
Yeah. Just completely. Mm. Yeah. But they win. And I, and I will say to give Dom some redemption, he owned up to his mistake of letting the water just rush out. And he says he was glad he had cachet. Um, yeah. Okay. I am sad. I am sad to see Tasha and James go because Tasha's beloved. And James, I've said it before, he was one of the first people to tweet, CBS should do their own version of the challenge. And like he, you can tell just from his confessionals and how he plays this, he loves this game. He loves the interactions. And he's somebody, I don't know if he would translate well to the MTV show. I'm hesitant to say he wouldn't, but he knows how to politic, which is also a huge part of the MTV show sometimes. So I don't know. I would like to see him back in some aspect. I just love his passion for it. I think it's so endearing and it is so cool to watch because we're all super fans too. So it's like very easy to put yourself in his shoes and be like, oh my God, I think that's exactly how I would feel if I was given this opportunity. Um, I think like I could see him on the MTV version in just that, like we've seen way more random choices and I could see him like really vibing. Like I'm Nani, I could see him being best friends with Nani just because she's like the sweetest person in the world. And I feel like she would find him so endearing. <laughs> and and let him come on with Kayla. And I think they, they could totally just like take the hearts of an entire house. Yeah. And they wouldn't have the persona that the Survivor players coming onto the MTV show do, which is like, watch out for them. You can't trust them. I think they'd be like ready to be friends with people. Mm-hmm. It was three episodes, but he made the most of his opportunity uh, he was a really prominent character, like one of the most prominent, actually, like probably probably like the second most male confessionals behind Tyson. And to just like lay it out, first episode, he was supposed to go in with Shannon and he used politics. He used strategy to like get himself out of that situation. Episode two, he has a bad daily showing, but makes his way out of the elimination. And this episode, like it just came down to like one team was better than the elimination, but he really played his ass off. Yeah, I'd love to see him get another try. Also, gotta love Tasha just talking about like, oh, I got the challenge bite and I want more of it, and I just like, ah, I, I, I adore that woman. She's just fantastic, and I, and I wish she had gotten this opportunity like years earlier. I'm grateful we got her now, but man, yeah, forever fan favorite. Like she is just. So warm, but also so badass. Like, I think she's just such a cool person, and I'm excited that she got to be back on our TVs again. I hope we get to see her play Survivor again someday. That would be dope. Um, but yeah, I was, again, excited to see someone equally excited about this show. First Survivor player out, first Amazing Race player out. Cache, first Love Island player to win an elimination this season, and Dom, first Survivor player to win an elimination this season. Uh, I will say there was a very small detail of, of James having $2,000 and the other person having $1,000. So now two people have $2,500, and it's not a, it's not a clean thousand. And I don't know why they just, I don't know whether I thought it was cool or if it bugged me. I kind of liked it, kind of didn't like it. And you guys talking about like people having cards, TJ even makes the comment like, this is the most hard I've seen out of a group in a long time. And I don't think he's just saying that. Like, I think a lot of people come on to the MTV version very entitled and like, oh, I should be here. I should be winning. And these people really have like this like oomph about them. Well, and they can't coast. They can't rely on their relationships from the past season. They can't rely on the fact that they're a vet. They, they can't. They don't have the choice to do that. And they're all like, they also know it's airing on CBS, which is a bigger network. A lot of people are watching. They don't want to look bad. Like, 
I think it's great. I love it. That's true. You look bad. Your your Twitter inbox, your Instagram comments. Oh baby, they're gonna light you up if you don't, if you don't give it your all. Especially Oof. if TJ gets to give his quitter speech. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. So what else do we have from this episode? What what any any final comments? We see the scenes for next week, and honestly, they make me excited. It seems like we're going to get some drama, and we have trivia, which, you know, is a favorite. I feel like CBS stands are going to like the trivia. Like, it, they're going to be so into it. Uh, I, I, I'm i really liking this, and I know that there have been some lulls at certain points, but there are on any version of the challenge. This is, like, really refreshing for me. And I hate to say that I'm enjoying it more than the main show the past few seasons, but it's so true. I'm so excited for trivia. I'm glad they're doing it when there's still a lot of teams left. I hope we get some brilliantly idiotic answers. Um, And I'm guessing because I I hope it's not like trivia based on their shows they've been on. I hope it's like generic trivia where it's like, what language do they speak in Australia? Um, (laughs) That's what came to my mind immediately. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be a good time. You're going to be able to watch that episode next week on CBS and Paramount Plus. And guess what you get to do right after? You get to come listen to this podcast. Make sure, like like you did today, hopefully. <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a like if you're not already, if you haven't already. Uh, CaffeineConfessionals.com to find the links to our Spotify, iTunes. Follow Zoe on Twitter at Nani Gonzalez. Follow Luke on Twitter at Final Reckoning. The eyes are L's. Follow me on Twitter at the Alan Aguirre. CF Confessionals on Twitter. Lots of fun stuff there. Ooh, we are signing off. Have a great night. Bye, y'all. <laughs>